had it set where it was automatically recording. There we go. Okay, continue. <laughs> uh, we've been virtual this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then now the kids will start coming back, but it's choice model. So we can have, we will still have kids that are going to stay home or wherever they are now. And then some of them will come back, but it's pre-K through two in elementary will come back next week. The ones that want to come back. Right. Which for me is just first and second grade because first is the lowest grade I teach. Okay. So next week I will teach third through fifth all virtual and then first and second in the afternoon in the classrooms on a cart and also on Zoom. So basically we'll have a computer set up in each classroom and they'll just have to do their best with like being included in the lesson and that I think that's going to be the most taxing part Mm -hmm. is trying to facilitate children right beside you and children on the computer and manage masks being on and keeping things sanitary I don't know it's just I can imagine being the teacher in charge of each homeroom like Mm -hmm. I'm just a visitor in each class um Mm -hmm. I did finish my cart today so I feel a little bit better um about what I'm doing now I don't know exactly I mean I play next week I'm like it's just I'm going to show up and we'll do something and then I'll leave like I don't really expect us to get any content really yeah um especially the first day being on the cart because I've got to like get my cart from my room to their room and they've got to stop what they're doing whereas right now on zoom if they're in the middle of the math lesson they can just go and push all their stuff to the side do music and then they just put it back in front of them when I'm done um and then the week after that three through five will be able to come back so but then like the people that want to wait until all their kids come back can wait an additional week so if they have a kindergartner and a fifth grader they can wait to send the kindergartner back until both of the kids can go okay so, like, some people will come back next week, or some people might wait a week until they can all, I don't know. And so, it's, like, a lot of moving pieces, and the reasoning behind it is, so, like, in middle school, only sixth grade will come back next week, and high school, only freshmen will come back. Uh-huh. So, the reasoning with that is that that way the kids that are new to the school can get used to the school before you add in the layer of everybody being there. So, that makes sense. I just thought it was a really interesting approach to bringing them back I don't yeah yeah because it makes it hard for you to know you know to keep track of everyone yeah. too so it, we got our numbers now how accurate they are I'm not sure but we got our numbers last week on Friday was the deadline for them to like change their choice from over the summer if they wanted to they could change it in either direction um and I think our highest class for next or you know, when the kids do come back is 17 in person, but that's in our, one of our largest classes. So it's still about half, even though it's 17, Mm -hmm. Um, but we've got classes as few as six. So it's kind of, it's really going to run the gamut. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I don't know. What are you feeling? I mean, I know overwhelmed. Yeah. Just, are you kind of stuck? And Ashley, I know you've mentioned this before too, um, but just like knowing there's so many things to do and so many things to plan and so many, uh, you know, directions to go down this, you know, path. I don't know, like what path do you choose to go down first? Um, 
it's, I mean, it's just, it's so hard when I get asked that question to like, because it honestly does depend on each person's situation. Mm -hmm. And so I would honestly start by just like looking at your schedule and not just looking at it. And, um, the podcast I had come out today was about that, but just look at it and like, really like, all right, where do I need to be? When, what do I need to do when I'm there? When do I need to like stop so I can get to, you know, from point A to B, you know, or do I need to be in my classroom? Am I teaching simulcast? Am I in a classroom? How am I going to teach to these kids? And the, and I think a lot of it is just like figuring it out. And if, you know, I'm this personality in my head, things overwhelm me so much. But then when I do, you know, doing it, I feel like it's what gains forward momentum and traction. Yeah. Cause you know, we can get mentally stuck in our head. And so I really do feel like once you start getting in there and doing it, it's going to feel weird. Yeah. I mean, just honestly, um, there's no sugarcoating that it's going to be weird when you just see a classroom full of six kids and then mm-hmm. you've got this computer over here with these kids staring back at you and you're like, where do I look? How do I know? It's like, yeah. um, oh, hold on. But does that make sense? Is that what you're thinking right now? It's just like looking at your schedule, first of all, knowing where to be when, and then start yeah. thinking through the teaching part of it. Of like, how am I going to, I think it kind of helps that the lessons that we're doing this week. So with first and second grade, I'm going to kind of start getting them on like a notation, like mini unit sort of, Mm -hmm. but we, there's a book called stick and stone. And so I'm just going to transfer so we like read the book and then we do a little like activity, like there's patterns for with stick and stone and then they read them. But then that's my idea with that is to go into like notes and rest and mm-hmm. sound and silence. That's good. Um, yeah. But that's something that like we didn't get as far into like that lesson as I thought we would this week when I had my kids yesterday. I didn't, I don't teach on Wednesdays, but um so I think that'll be good next week for it to be something we've already talked about and it's something we've all been able to sit and focus on so that next week when we have that added layer of all of this, mm-hmm. it will be some kind of consistency like, oh, okay, you remember last week when we read that book? Let's read that book again. Let's continue with our patterns. Let's keep yeah. talking about this. And then my upper grades were doing iconic notation with like school words that are one syllable and two syllables so that they start with like ta and toddy. And then I'm going to kind of, we're walking through this step-by-step taking like pictures and then um, we're going to transfer that to notation next week. And then the week after that, once they start coming in the building, I'm going to let them kind of do their own project and it be very independent work of, okay, I want to pick a theme. So let's say my theme is under the sea. Mm-hmm. Then I need two, at least two, two syllable words and two one syllable words, and they can make their own four beat patterns. I get, we have 16 squares. So it's like a four by four grid. Um, so that maybe by the end of the nine weeks, I'm thinking that they have their own kind of project. We can kind of wrap up yeah. that and then really start focusing back on actual notation mm-hmm. and rhythmic like sight reading because mm-hmm. that's we got into that point yeah. and then you know COVID happened and I feel right. like jumping back in right there is not the place that they need mm-hmm. and that's okay 
that's kind of where we're at. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And what I heard a lot of what you just said and what I took a lot from that was the word simplify. Mm -hmm. And in a regular school year, you know, you would do that unit that you just said, but you would add instruments or singing or a movement activity or throw a folk dance in there or Mm -hmm. whatever else. Well, this year you can't do that. But like you also said, you realize that, oh, I couldn't get through the whole entire lesson because of whatever reason, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that anybody listening to this, even the replay, that will help you remember that when you are planning. And yes, the lesson plans I provide, there's there's a lot in there, okay? And so even if you just take a idea, or from your own resources, a idea, and maybe mm-hmm. like where you normally would plan five things, you're like, I'm going to use one, but I'm going to have this other stuff waiting just in case I do have extra time, but right. I'm not necessarily going to plan it because I know my lessons are not going to um, take, well, what am I trying to say? Not, not, not take as long, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or you're going to get through them quicker is what I'm trying to say, or maybe not through the whole thing. Um, no, and I love that. Um, and I think kids needing familiarity and then also, so, okay, remind me, you, you said you are teaching at the same time to the kids at home, um, like with the kids in your class or in a classroom. Yes. So if the the kids kids that are going to stay home will essentially keep the same schedule, it'll just look different on their computer because they'll see some of their classmates and more of the classroom where a lot of us have this like, you know, just a wall behind us. They'll see a lot more of the classroom, which, you know, our kids with IEPs, I'm like, oh, that's going to be a lot to process for them. Um, And then I also have, on top of everything else, and I'm happy to do this, so it's not, not so much a whining thing, but I have two students from the local university from the music ed program that are placed with me for their practicum and their first like mini teach is a song lead which normally I'm like here's a whole bunch of songs Uh, one of these my kid like and you I can kind of set them up for a successful teach mm -hmm. but I was like well have you been given any guidance from the university about probably you can't sing in the I was thinking about teachers there was never any (laughs) right and I texted the music ed professor and I said so what am I supposed to do if we're not allowed to sing I said I don't know that we're not Mm -hmm. I would my I think that we shouldn't based on science but you know right um but I emailed our music content specialist and he said well they can sing as long as they're wearing a mask and all facing the same way and I was like you know what I'll let them sing as a whole class as if everything's normal for their teach because they need to get that done but I won't I'll still have my own you know revisions to singing activities until I feel like it's actually safe because our numbers aren't right the week that they decided we were coming back apparently there's a lot of missing data from the state of Georgia in their report the week that they looked at the report to make their decision. Oh my gosh. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, with those students from the university, I would just be honest with them and be like, here's yeah. the thing. I know that, you know, your professor said to do this, mm-hmm. but I, and just explain to them because when, if they're facing this situation, well, if they're doing a practicum. They're not, they're not close to graduating. Right. Are they like sophomores? Mm, this is like, they're, 
for juniors beginning of junior year yeah juniors okay well but just i mean we don't know hopefully this isn't still around in two years but you know but they may find themselves in another crazy situation and so i think this is a perfect teaching opportunity for them to just be like listen i've had to adjust and adapt but here here's what i would be doing and here's how i would introduce a song to my students and here's what i'm doing this year and then just you know let them know like it is what it is <laughs> so, yeah. but I mean it is your classroom and I would just be um which I know you're perfectly fine doing that but just honest with them about like I don't even know if I want my students to sing so <laughs> yeah and I'll talk to them because I think they don't have to do that till like not this Friday but the next Friday mm-hmm. so I'll talk to them and just kind of see like you know here are some solutions that you might want to play with and if you want to just do a straight up song lead you know Mm-hmm. You can do that just for two classes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like I want to help them mm-hmm. and I'm trying to help them and like, okay, we got it. You know, can they come in the building? Which they can. Right. But I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be allowed to let you come. You know, well, you just have yeah. to zoom in. Right. And just a lot of questions. Um, mm-hmm. And then they email me and they're like, can we see? She said, what's your theme for the next couple of weeks so we can kind of plan accordingly? I said, the theme is whatever I pull together. <laughs> the so theme said, is keeping my head above water. Yeah. Right. I said, you pick your song and I can like at the drop of a hat, roll with it or do some, something completely different. Cause the kids are used to people coming in and like them doing their thing and then me doing something different. Um, and again, like the older kids will have, their notation projects to work on. So mm-hmm. I, told, I said, don't worry about trying to fit it to me. Like whatever you yeah. want or need to teach, you do that. Mm-hmm. I'm simply here to fiz- like provide you a classroom and kids to teach. True story. Yep. So. That's all you can do. Well, yeah. hang in there. Um, it is going to feel weird when you're teaching to the kids at home and then the kids in person. But at the same time, it's also okay if you tell the kids at home, hey, you know, practice this steady beat activity on quaver or whatever classic kit classics for kids whatever it might be while these kids in person we're going to do a beat activity on our bodies so um honestly that's exactly what um i would suggest is focusing on which you i know you're doing to this too but the objectives and the concepts and then if it if it is a little bit different for each teaching situation even if you're teaching them at the same time you know, you can say, hey, like do something together with both stu- both sets of students and then give the ones at home something. Hey, now check out my Google Classroom. You guys are going to do this while the kids in person, we're going to do that. I don't know. Um, but like I, like I said, I do think it is something where you are going to figure it out as you get going. Yeah, it's been a lot of time today kind of making sure that these things that can kind of roll for a couple weeks making sure that I was thinking of them in both a virtual and in-person format. Like, okay, I can have hard copies of this and I want them to cut these things apart and glue them to their own paper mm-hmm. at their desk in their own little bubble. But then I need to figure out how to make that digital. And so I'm glad that I have Wednesdays to kind of yeah. like, okay, plan ahead, think ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's, I didn't do a lot, but I planned a lot today. Yeah, well that's um, good. Cause you'll yeah. have things to pull from. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. Okay, Ashley, I have been seeing you. Um, I just wanted to check in, first of all, to see how you're doing, because I've seen you asking questions, which is good and what you're supposed to do. But have you started? Did you start this week? I knew it was so, after Labor Day. I can't remember. 
what they had us do was they pushed our start date back a week. So we had like in services for two weeks and then my administration, thank them, gave the related arts another week to plan. Oh, wow. Starting on Monday. Um, we're kind of in an interesting situation because we're a really, really big district and the district plan, because we're all virtual right now. And then if things progress, then elementary may be coming back into the classrooms in November. Mm. But right now what their proposal was, was that from eight to eight thirty-five, that was everybody's related arts time. Like, every building and then what was supposed to happen was related arts teachers were supposed to kind of drift through teachers classrooms to give them like their breaks so we were basically like babysitters for their classes but my building kind of went around it a little bit and they are having us upload materials for students to review in that 8 to 8:30 slot and then whenever they would have their scheduled class time, they'd come on Zoom with us for a little bit. And then what they told us is catch the students up, check where they are, and then they can continue to do the work for the rest of that block. Um, so it's been a grind this week trying to yeah. get things figured out. Um, I like, I, I don't know why, I don't know if this is like in all of elementary schools, but like our school doesn't have a computer class. And I really wish that like computer classes were still a thing. Like I remember having one when I was in elementary school, but it's like these kids, like I know this week it's just going to be them trying to work the programs and right. we're using Schoology. So understanding how Schoology works, we had parents showing up to the building yesterday because they didn't know how to log in. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, <laughs> while they're figuring that out, I'm hoping on like Friday to talk to a teacher or something and be like, hey, what's going on? Um, but I just feel like what I'm doing, because it's the only thing I can think of right now for like K and one is I'm just recording videos of how I'd normally teach it. And then I teach it to them. And then when I'm thinking when we do the Zoom meeting, I'll go, okay, how's this going? And then they'll still be muted, but we'll go through it together. And maybe if like I have an opportunity to like, you know, call on a kid or two, have them participate that way. Yeah. Um, and then it's weird because it's only my second year. So I was mm -hmm. still trying, I'm still trying to like rebuild things and change things. So it's like super awkward now because it's like, well, I was working on this. But now I need to switch to virtual. So it's like, like I'm really struggling with like my third graders and what to do with them. Um, fourth and fifth, uh, the Carnegie Music Hall, they have this program called Musical Explorers. Yeah. And it's like a godsend. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been using that with my fourth and fifth graders. But it's just, I want to find enough content to fill that half hour block so they're not like, okay, I'm done. But they're supposed to go through the materials from 8 to 8.30, and then at their other half-hour block that day, they're also supposed to be with me and go over the materials. So it's just tricky because it's like, they used to have 45 minutes mm -hmm. classes, and even though the class is a half hour, they're getting like an hour of music right. on their day of having music. So I'm like, what to do? So yeah. I made like an extra, like extra time folder, even though I know they'll all end up going in it. And I have like, 
go noodle dances. I have like music videos that they can watch, like general music friendly stuff because like our gym teacher made a good point. He's like, well, what if you're, you know, all the kids are in the same room and one kid's working on math while the other kid's in music class. And it's just like hard because it's like, I want them to sing and move, but then it's like, you know, yeah, navigate the minefield. Yeah. Well, that's what's hard is because if, even though you see them for 45 minutes in person, you're still like, not teaching that entire 45 minutes, you know? And so when it's a 30 minute time block of you recording lessons, I'm curious to hear um, if you don't mind sharing, what have you, what are you, are you recording a straight 30 minutes of you teaching? Are they <laughs> no wanting you to, um, are they, are they like telling you you can record yourself teaching and send them to like different websites and things or how are they giving you any guidelines? I'm curious. We have been given no guidelines. Um, <laughs> The way, originally what they were going to do was they were going to dump all the kids into one classroom for each grade so they, we didn't have to post like three times in every class, which I appreciate, but the problem is, is then like when you have that Zoom link posted, if some kid has gym that day, they're like, well, I just want to go to music today and, you know, they can just oh, pop in. Right. So we have all these separate classrooms and our only guidelines was to structure our classrooms, the sorry, lost my train of thought. Um, the way we structure the classrooms looks the same as what they want everybody else to do. But in terms of the lessons, they don't, they don't have any guidance. And it's like, we keep having questions, but we don't want to ask them because it's like, they're so overwhelmed by all the other teachers trying to, um, figure things out. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. So I was reading Katie's message. Yeah, Katie, that's a good point. Um, I always say, find a space in the room where you're not going to like bump or run around or, you know, bump into anything, but that's a good point. No running around the house. Um, I try to do things that are, um, contained. Uh, I think <laughs> the most movement I did, I, I think it's fun. I did cotton eye Joe, yeah. but, um, I found, <laughs> and this was from a webinar I went to, I did like the instrumental version of, a was it called dance monkey? Huh. So it's like kind of to pop music, but they're still doing a dance piece. I remember I did Cotton Eye Joe last year. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured I'd try to put it to pop music and hopefully it goes well. But that's so fun. I try to like alternate between things. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's fun. But yeah, it is a lot of trial and error. I think if they're not giving you any guidelines, and I'm going to let the other ladies give advice, of course, um, but just like you said, vary up what you do, do a variety of sending them to a website or maybe something you can monitor, pre-recorded videos, of course, um, things. And then I would even say like, here's other activities you can do at home. Like you said, even go noodle, like um, some is a music game. Some of it is learning about composers. Some is, um, I don't know, a co composition activity or whatever. It, of course, like moderate, I mean, not moderate, but like adjust it for grade levels. But um Autumn and Katie, what do you guys suggest for like a 30 minute class period? What do you guys have suggestions about what she could do to for that 30 minute time slot and then that 30 minute time slot later on when she's showing up in Zoom to talk about the lesson? Hi, Autumn. Um, maybe give hi. Um, maybe give like a concrete activity they can write out or they can complete. Um, more like a worksheet type of thing and then bring it back later and discuss it 
um, I've done a, a 25 minute class period before and it, you know, you don't feel like you accomplish a lot, but, um, that, that's my advice, but I'm not speaking from a whole lot of experience. Do you mean like concrete, like pencil paper concrete yes. or like, okay. Yeah. Pencil paper. Maybe a composition, like oh. fill in the blank, fill in the syllables. Um, and kind of like what Katie was sharing earlier about, you know, have a theme type activity and let it all revolve around that same idea, but have the kids share it within like their pods, within their table groups or something, and then mm -hmm. um, come back and share it again later in the group. That's a good idea. Or, um, yeah, or like on Zoom, you can do a breakout room. That's probably exactly what you were just saying, where um, you can break the kids off into like small groups and have them. I know Michelle Rose has talked about this a lot. She's the, the virtual teacher who's teaching everybody how to teach virtually right now. She talks about, she does that. She teaches older kids though, but I would say, especially with upper elementary, if you are using Zoom, then um, at the bottom, let me make sure before I say the wrong thing. It's usually at the bottom down here. Nope. And I don't see it. Some, or is it over by participants? I always forget where these buttons are. You're you guys. Breakout rooms? Yeah. Where is that button? Is it at the bottom? It is at the bottom more. where it says more. Yeah. yeah. So you can do breakout rooms where you assign students to like a little breakout room. So if you assign them an activity in that 30 minute time slot at the beginning, then you can say, I'm going to break you up. And I don't know, it depends on how many are in the class, but three to four kids in each room and you can see what's going on and you can even make it where at the very top in a caption, you can say, okay, for five minutes, I want you guys to sing the song together that I gave you or um, stand up and practice the dance together. And then you can bring everybody back into the room again later on. Um, our district. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Our districts. I'm sorry. Um, our no, district no. talked about breakout rooms a little bit. Um, I have to practice hosting a zoom meeting because I've never hosted one before, but like when I hear it, it makes me nervous because I'm under the impression that like you can jump between breakout rooms, but you can only see those group of kids and you can't see what the other kids are doing. No, you as the moderator can see all of it. At the same time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's, we kind of played with that and that's one of our concerns in our district too. That, that you wouldn't be able to see everybody? Yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do on Wednesdays, but nobody's really using breakout rooms because it's just kind of an extra thing that Nobody's seen, no teachers well, really right, right. keep it um, mm -hmm. at least in the like general classroom setting um but I'm supposed to be a person available to fifth grade on Wednesdays that if they want to do breakout rooms I'm an extra pair of eyes in the breakout rooms okay. um but nobody's really messed with it but what they've kind of found because they played with the idea of using breakout rooms for and this would be helpful if you're doing pencil and paper activities and you want to give them some like alone time to work on it mm -hmm. they were like sending each kid to their own breakout room so the teacher could hop kid to kid and like almost like personally conference with them but it was more work than really necessary because all the kids didn't really need help I mean they're also fifth graders so that you've got to take that into account but what they do now is they say okay you're going to go do this assignment in canvas once you've gotten there come back to zoom and turn your camera off and only the kids that have questions still have their videos on so they can real quick say like, okay, that kid needs help. Hey, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And then 
okay, good, go turn your camera off and go do your work. And so when you see their videos pop back on, you know they have a question, mm -hmm. which that seems to work really well with fifth grade. And that's what I've done because I know that's what their other teachers are doing. You know what? I think I am. You're right. Um, I think what it is, I was thinking about the, how you can comment in each room, but it doesn't mean you can see all the kids at once. I was thinking if you did the breakout rooms, if you want to, I'm all about keeping it simple, but you could get just like you would in your classroom, which is different because you can actually see them and what they're doing. But you give, you know, one of the responsible students is like, okay, your job is to be the moderator in here. And you know that those kids that'll tattle no matter what, <laughs> those are the kids you can make that like they're the leader in that group and then of course you're still going group to group to see what's going on you know but try to like break them out into groups where and I know zoom is funny um it's let me before assign people into groups and sometimes it it just randomly selects so it's zoom is just a but keep it simple if this is all overwhelming you don't worry about it but <laughs> but Ashley what other questions do you have because I um I want you to leave this call feeling a little bit less like, okay, I'm, I feel a little better, maybe not like perfect, but what else do you got? I don't know. It was just, I started planning over the summer mm -hmm. and then our school was teetering with the hybrid plan and everything. So I'm like, I'm just going to stop planning mm -hmm. because I don't know what's going on. Right. But like I had like two or three weeks with the lesson plans done and like none of them of course look like what I had originally planned. Um, and it's just like with this week, it's taken me like a full school day uninterrupted to get like one day worth of classes done. And I'm like, mm -hmm. next week I'm going to be teaching all day and I'm going to, you know, keep planning for these things. So it's just like, I'm trying to figure out ways to make it easier because like, I'm, I always think like, don't make it harder than it needs to be, you know, find things that are easy, find links, find resources that already exist. But it's like, I feel like every time I find something that already exists, like, I'm like, oh, that's not gonna work, or we're gonna have issues with this, or kids aren't going to be able to figure out how to navigate the website. And I just feel like I'm running in circles. Okay, what have you tried? Or what have you found so far that you're using? Um, that Carnegie Hall one I mentioned, and that one's pretty straightforward. Like it just has right. videos and then I'll like cater questions to it. That's perfect. Um, yeah. I'm trying to use music play online. Um, I don't know how long I'll be using it though, because unless you have an account, you're limited on what you can use. Mm -hmm. Um, like I was checking out that bonus resource you had with all the different links and some of them I tried checking out and it's like some need Adobe. And then it's like right. our fourth and fifth graders are on laptops. And then I think everyone else is on iPads. So then it's like, okay, well, will these both work on both of them? Yeah, it kind of depends on what computer, um, uh, right, which is confusing. Um, there also is the under month one and two, I just added some composer of the month resources that can be done like digitally. But it it's also like, it's so hard for me too to create resources because every district's different. Every school's different. So the links for the composer sends them to a YouTube video they can watch. But if your school blocks, blocks YouTube, then it's kind of like, well, here's the song. <laughs> so, um, but it also classics for kids is a great website. It's pretty straightforward and it's free. Um, yeah, you reminded me of that one because I used to use mm -hmm. that all the time. Oh my so gosh. Like, oh my gosh. I need to get on there. <laughs> and any of the, Oh gosh, any of the symphony orchestras, and now I'm trying to remember. Autumn and Katie, help me out. Is, San, is it San Francisco? I'm the yeah. What are the ones? Because there's so many um, really good ones that are really easy to navigate around. 
Um, I'm going to type that in. Okay, y'all keep talking. Um, I'm going to put in the chat um, a video I watched today, actually. It was very helpful. Yeah. Um, I can't think of his name. His name's Taylor or something, but he's on Instagram as the Chronicles of Teacher Tay. Um, oh, yeah. And he, first of all, he's an angel human, um, but he posted a video sometime recently because I watched it on YouTube, and it's all his, like, resources that he's found for on the computer, and it's, again, one of those, like, list of several things that you just need to go and check and see what your district lets you through to um and i will share that exact video into the harmony group tonight um so i'm gonna put his like channel name this is why i don't do youtube i don't know what what the right term chronicles of teacher yeah i know i know i can't remember his his handle either um but that's his like you can find him on instagram under that and that's his same youtube like name um so yeah i will find that video again and post it in the harmony link but i watched it today and it was like you know google the like chrome music lab and but there's tons of things that i hadn't even you know i've been watching videos like this since march and reading blog posts and things and there was a lot of things that i hadn't even heard of yet mm-hmm. so um that was helpful if you are going into especially if you're going into a everybody's virtual for now situation because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for me it's kind of like well, are they going to have their Chromebooks at their desk? And they will have them at school. I did find that out. But, you know, will they be charged? And so I'm thinking yeah. I'm going to, like, pump the brakes on the virtual, like, overkill for a little bit while I have them in person. But we will, I'm sure we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I will share that video. It was really, it was really good. Um, so, yeah, these websites, they are same thing. They may ask you to download Adobe or whatever. Um, what's the other one that always asked me to download a hundred million times the flash player. That's another one. I'm always like, and I, um, um, and then also brain pop. And I think I did list it on the technology resource, but that one, is, that one's really cool. And it's a free site too. Um, there is one I was thinking of, I don't know if y'all have heard of it, but I wrote a review post for them last year, but my singing monsters, think if that's what it is but they have a free app so like and I know and that's the tricky thing like you said is every student has access to different things so some of them can't just go grab their parents phone and say excuse me I need to but they have it's really cute so there's some free stuff like that too um but yeah it is tricky it's just about figuring it out what would work for your kiddos what you know what is actually going to upload to their computers but with that said I really do feel like there's a way for you to record and um keep it simple. If you record a lesson, do not worry about editing it heavily and making it look really cute with the best lighting and the best captions and just simply teach and just send it their way. Um, and who cares? They're just going to, I mean, not who cares, like who cares, but like, honestly, who cares? The kids are not going to care if it looks perfect. They're not going to say, Oh my goodness, she didn't go and edit that out. Did she? No, they're not going to worry about if the intro and the outro are perfect. They're just going to want to see you teaching. Um, and also there's 30 lessons that I have inside of Harmony. And I know it's not you teaching, it's me. But if you do need extra things, just say, hey, watch this video. Just watch Miss Jessica. <laughs> like, honestly, and the kids are going to not have a clue who I am. And I don't, that's fine. 
but just that I, I did that for you guys because, and you could just say, Hey, this is just a lady teaching music. You don't even need to tell me who I am. I don't care. Um, but that is just another, um, but yeah, I know it's tricky, but hang in there. You're going to figure it out. And like they said, leave, like send them some paper worksheets. So what I used, and this might actually help you guys. And now I'm not going to be able to find it. Watch. Um, what I was using, oh no, it's not over here, is it? Um, I'm going to see if I can find this. Well, anyways, I found this really cool PDF, like this site where you upload any PDF if you are wanting to do worksheets for your kiddos to fill them out digitally. And that's how I created some stuff I just created for Harmony and it's free. You upload the PDF and then you can like insert text boxes for them to complete it digitally. So um, while I'm going to list, listen to Autumn and let her have a turn to talk, I'm going to find that and post the link here because I cannot remember. Um, it's on my other computer, which is, I don't know where it went. Autumn, how's it going? It's good. I'm, I really love having 50 whole minutes in a row with my kids this year. Good. I, I thought I would really hate it because it's hard to, you know, keep them on task that long, but I've, I've really enjoyed it. It really makes up for all the extra responsibilities I have regarding cleaning and sanitizing and double lunch duty. And right. It's, it makes it not so bad. It, are you, are you teaching virtually? I'm all in person. In person. Okay. Um, our district gave kids the option of attending a hundred percent virtual and they hired virtual teachers like not virtual teachers, but teachers specifically for virtual students. And they right. can do that for five months and then reevaluate after Christmas. So we might see our in-person numbers jump in January, but so far I've, I've really liked my smaller class sizes. My biggest class is 23. Um, I love it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm cautiously optimistic about everything right now. We have lots of procedures in place regarding contact tracing and social distancing and kids are allowed to sit in pods in their own classroom, like four or five kids together. And that's where they can take their masks off. And their seating chart has to be the same wherever they are in the building. So art, library, music, PE, we're all in the same groupings to help with contact tracing. We just uh, had a positive case at our school yesterday. Oh, really? But because of contact tracing, there were only two other kids that were not, they were presumed positive because they were in close contact with this student, but only two out of what could have been much more, but mm -hmm. I really yeah. like the procedures my district has put in place and it's a lot at times, but yeah. I, I'm just happy to be back with my kids. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, have you, I'm sorry, I'm still trying to find that form. I'm listening to you and I can't find it. I'm gonna have to show, I'll, I'll tell you guys right after, unless, no, it's downstairs. See, um, I know it's so frustrating. I'm like, Wah. Um, but I can't find it, that website. So anyways, um, have you been told you can't sing and things like that? Or have they given you any guidelines around that? 
we've not been given any guidelines. Oh, really? We're singing less, um, and we're only singing with our masks off if we're sitting in our pods. Um, As long as I keep them in those seating arrangements, I I don't know what I'm, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to make sure kids enjoy my class, but also making, trying to make sure it's safe. Um, We have seven elementary music teachers in my district and we all, none of us can agree regarding what's the best route to take as far as how we teach our classes. Um, But we're also not given time together. We're not Mm -hmm. given a chunk of time that's dedicated to just figuring out how to do our thing because all of our plan box are different and uh, we're just doing the best with what we can. Right. I'm doing a lot of like music history type stuff with my upper grades um, with a little, little bit of singing, but more listening and comparing and contrasting. Perfect. Um, I'm trying to place an emphasis on African-American culture and um, giving credit where credit wasn't due. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we did a, a lesson over, Big Mama Thornton and Elvis Presley and how Elvis Presley was not the original hound dog artist and uh, just really trying to place that that credit, but also provide a lot of history. I yeah. love history. Yeah, no, I love that. And I'm sure your, your kids were like, what? <laughs> well, even some of the teachers, like I would share with their teachers, they picked them up. Uh, this is what we learned about today. They're like, that's not an Elvis song. It's like, no, he's a cover artist when it comes to that. They didn't know. Yeah. No. Well, that's awesome. Can I share a technology win? Yes. Go for it. I'm not snazzy jazzy like anybody. I'm pencil paper all the way with everything. But we had an internet outage in our whole district yesterday. um, Pretty much for three straight hours. And with how much digital content we have to use because we can't share materials, couldn't pull up any of my videos, any of my lessons, Mm. but I saved, I've been doing all of my stuff in Google Drive and I put, I don't remember how I did it, but I downloaded something to my desktop so that my Google Drive is always accessible, whether I have internet or not. That was like a light bulb for me because I'm like, oh, okay, I can just pull it up. We can't watch the videos, but we can see my lesson for the day. And that just made me feel really smart. I'm probably a little behind the times with Google Drive, but I'm embracing it this year and getting it all organized in one place. No, that's perfect. No, (laughs) that's that's why I love Google Drive for that reason. Um, Google Docs, Google Excel, trying to explain it to my dad was hysterical because (laughs) he said, I don't want my information on the cloud. What is a cloud? And I was like, oh, Lord, we're going to be here all night. (laughs) So he, um, yeah, he was kind of helping me like, he was sending me edits for my book and everything. And he still uses Microsoft word, which is fine. But I was like, dad, this would be so much easier if you would just use Google. Cause we could just open the doc together. I'm not doing that. People can find my information. I'm like, who, who's looking for your stuff? Who cares? <laughs> Anyways, no, that is awesome. No, any win is definitely 
little wins, big wins are all wins. And so, um, Autumn and I'm like you, like technology is, it is changing every single year, every, you know, there's more expectations put on everyone with technology. And it's just like, I have always been under, I guess you could call me like a minimalist kind of teacher because, um, and I don't know, I guess it may start from my roots of not having anything when I started and just literally just like, well, oh, well, we're going to still do music. And I use my dinosaur computers, the big giant box ones, because that's all they had left in the basement. And, um, and it's kind of like, it's important. It's technology is important. And kids nowadays, that's how they learn. I know, but that's not the only way they learn. But what I feel like teachers need to keep in mind is that teaching music and teaching the actual kids is the main goal and technology tech, I can't say the word technology should just be supportive of that. It's just another means of teaching music and of presenting it and of planning. Um, but that's why even you see in harmony, I provide the paper option or the, you know, the virtual, because I know everyone is different and there's no right or wrong, um, way. It's just a matter of what you're comfortable with your personality. And I think so important that every teacher is unique and uses your, you know, personality. That's why I've also since spring, when this all started, we had, you know, multiple zoom meetings back then was about, I was big on saying not to compare yourselves and still to this day, because I sometimes like am blown away by some of these music educators who are like, Oh, you know, you just add this to this and then you put it on that and it, you know, it syncs with this and then you put it in your Google classroom. And I'm like, what did you say? Like, <laughs> what? And so it can get overwhelming trying to hear everybody's doing all these things, but at the same time, maybe they were already good at technology before the school year even started. Maybe that's just always been their cup of tea and they've just always been really good at it. And then there's people who just are not, and that's okay. So that's amazing. Celebrate those small wins along with the big wins for sure. Um, oh, Katie. Um, Oh yeah. Katie said it's a lot of fun. If you have any historical roots in your community. Yes. Perfect. Um, Oh, how fun. She said her, uh, Ma Rainey, one of Jazz's big, I'm reading this so people on the replay can hear, um, biggest little known icons is from our town. Her kids think it's cool that she lived here, her house, including her original piano are still downtown. That's awesome. Um, yeah, perfect. Yeah. And so I think part of it, like thinking about the wins of this school year, um, you know, I do try to look at life with cup half full as much as I can. It's not, I'm not perfect. Trust me. But part of the wins is you are learning new ways of teaching, but not only that black lives matter. This is the perfect time to what better time to adjust lesson plans because you have the time to do it. And you're like, Hey, you know what? I might as well, if I'm not able to teach 90% of what I normally would, I'm going to just adjust things and like you said, I'm going to do some music history and music appreciation lessons um, and teach these kids about artists and types of music maybe we have never worked on before. What per better time to do that? Um, but also, you know, we've talked about this too, and some of you are already seeing this that have seen your students, and I want to ask you guys about that too. Um, have you done a lot with social emotional learning so far? And have you noticed since seeing your students, you know, for the first time in the fall since you've seen them in the spring, has there been a lot of them wanting to talk about things or you see they're just kind of like just excited to come back and learn music and just to school in general? Has anybody experienced that with any of your kiddos seeing that they're just needing more love a little bit then? <laughs> I'm on week three with my kids now. And in like the first couple of weeks, it was, 
you know, we got to let, we have to be sure we're listening. So we know that we are doing things safely and correctly. And there's also the moment of, oh, I get to be back with my friends. I think this is good. I can wear a mask mm -hmm. if I can be back with my friends. And the kids have been really receptive to the new procedures and the why of wearing masks and staying distanced. And I thought they would feel pretty isolated because they can't leave their homeroom group. Um, yeah. And I, I, you know, I'm sure there's still several of them that are, but I just feel like maybe they're going to have a better sense of community with their own class mm -hmm. after all of this. Yeah. Or Love during that. all of this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Love that. Anybody else? You seen a particular child, you don't need to name their name or students who have just, I don't know. You just, yeah. yeah. I think so. I noticed a lot with the first graders and that they're my last class of the day. And so they had their kindergarten year, like, you know, completely cut short. Right. And they just like, they need so much attention and I'm, you know, obviously going to give it to them. But <clears throat> when we, like, I usually wrap up the lesson a little bit early because, you know, if they've been on the computer all day. They don't need a full 50 minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once I'm done with what I wanted to get accomplished, I'll let them go. But, and then when they come back next week, dismissals can be staggered by like mode of transportation. And that starts at 210 and their block is supposed to go all the way to 230. They're going to have a 30 minute specials. And then they want first grade wants them like to be done with specials at 205 to get ready for a 210 dismissal. So mm -hmm. they're already going to be casual. But in the past, so we're on week four right now. And every first grade Zoom I've ended, when I give the host rights, well, actually, no, I don't give host, right back, host rights back to their teachers because we're done. Um, but okay, like I've started doing this thing where I say, okay, I'm going to give, I give out virtual high fives during class and I just like, high five my camera like that. Um, and they love it. Um, so I do those during class, but then everybody gets a high five at the end of class. And then we'll kind of transfer that to air high fives when they come back. Um, so I go, okay, once you have your air high five, you can leave. And they all sit and watch every single kid get their Aww, high five. That's sweet. And then I go, okay, friends, like I'm leaving. You can say bye Aww. now. And they'll go, bye. And they will wave. One day I probably sat there for like five minutes because they all said we're saying bye or adding more things to the conversation. And it was got down to two kids left in the meeting. And I said, all right, we're just going to have to call this a tie because I can't keep sitting here waving at y'all. I love so you, funny. but you got to go. Yeah. Um, so they're really needy and then like in a good kind of way. But mm -hmm. yeah, we did a full social emotional learning on week two. Week one, it was just like, get in the Zoom, survive. And yep. Out. Um, but week yeah. two, there's Quaver's got that song. It's called Unique. Mm -hmm. um, and my kids love that song. So we did that song. That's there's sweet. a book called I Am Enough that, I don't know her name, but her Instagram handle is Music for Kiddos. Yes. And, oh. Um, uh, I know you're talking about. But she did a video either like in March or over the summer. Um, and she sings that book to the tune of how can I keep from singing? Mm. So I recorded that of myself <clears throat> with that book 
And so we read the book or watch the video of me reading the book. And like we talk about how music, you can still tell a story. And so that kind of gets that idea in their head. Um, and then we do unique. And then the little kids, I have them draw self portraits and then things that make them special around the picture of themselves. And then the big kids, Quaver has an activity called Me ID. And so we kind of did a simplified version of that because I didn't think ahead to give them worksheets to send home. Um, so they just kind of made their own. And it's like, can you, it's like, you know, my favorite food, where I live, my family. And we talk about like, you know, families look different for different people. Mm -hmm. Except for my family, I live by myself. But that doesn't mean that like my parents aren't my family. My brother and his kids aren't my family. Right. Like your family is going to look different than everybody else. And if you have family that lives in different households and lives under different roofs, then you can still, um, you can still put them, you can put whoever you want in your family box. If you want your goldfish to go in your box, then put them in there too. Like mm -hmm. it's all up to you. Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of yeah. really focus on like, it's okay. We're all living in very different situations whether that's maybe your parents are healthcare workers, maybe your family has been really impacted by the Black Lives Matter movement more than like, that's more real to you than other families. Um, so I think just like validating everybody's emotions at this point is, um, that's what's really important. So I've made sure to focus on I'm so glad to see you. I'm very glad that we're here together, whether that's on the computer or in person. And now we're two weeks later, just starting to kind of get the ball rolling on, okay, what do we remember from last year? What are we going to work on this year? That kind of thing. Katie, what was the book you mentioned? Is it, was it, I am enough? I am enough. Yes. Who's that by? Is uh, it Grace Byers, B-Y-E-R-S. Okay. Okay. And then you said the unique activity from um, Quaver. Mm -hmm. And you can actually, I'm going to check while somebody else talks, but I'm pretty sure you can pull up the unique video. Yes. That video that Autumn's sharing. Oh, perfect. And I just listened oh, to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And taught it to myself and then mm -hmm. did it for my kids. But I'm pretty sure, and I'm going to go check, but I'm pretty sure you can get that unique song from Quaver off of their YouTube channel. So even if you don't have Quaver, you can still use that. But I'm going to check. I want to, I want to share. Um, so this amazing lady and I connected on Instagram. And um, I'm going to share her handle here. Because she is an author. And all the, oh my goodness. Some, I don't want to type it in wrong. And um, she wrote a book. And she came on my podcast to talk about it. It hasn't aired yet, but um, the book I, she was talking a lot about was called mama. Can I sleep with you tonight? And it was right after, um, uh, well, it's about COVID and just kids being afraid. But anyways, here's just a screenshot of, or on I'm trying to tell that there we go. Just so her books are so inclusive and they have kids of color on the covers. It's awesome. So her name is, um, well, you can find her there, but her name is, well, Jenny, and I can't remember her last name, but if you look her up on Instagram, Storytime Melange, I hope I'm saying her last name right. But anyway, she is an incredible author and there's so many good books that I'm like, man, and I love it because she, all her books have like different themes. Like there's this one called What Can I Be? STEM Careers from A to Z. So they're not all music books, but they're, you know, as you guys know, you can use books in your classroom and make a musical. So 
Um, but yeah, she and I just randomly found each other on Instagram and I was just blown away. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like you, like, you know, like right now, especially as you're trying to bring different books, especially what better way to teach virtually than by like read You can read a million stories, you know? And so anyways, do you guys, the unique oh, yeah. song looks like that's the thumbnail. That's the right video. Okay. But it is, oh, it's the, they have a quaver ed is their channel name. It's not quaver music. It's all cause they also do an SEL program. So it's Quaver Ed is the channel. And then I just looked up unique, but it's spelled Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E. That's cute. Um, but it's available because I guess it's just like very a very popular one of their things. Um, ah. Yeah, you can do that. And then I got the I Am Enough book from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Or my mom got it for me. But Awesome. Oops. Yeah, I know. I love finding new kiddo books. Well, you guys, do you have anything else? I don't want to keep you all night. You guys have any other wins to share or any other questions before you go? Um, like anything at all? Feel a little better, hopefully. I'm able to take a little bit of a deep breath. <laughs> if not, that's okay. You guys, um, you know, you can keep relying on the community and asking questions. Autumn? Um, I was just going to say Instagram is such a good resource. Yeah. Um, I was just scrolling through one day. This was probably last year. Um, on Miss Wonderly Makes Music, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the All Are Welcome. I've used that version of her song. No, it was Little Let Beat Class. But one of yeah. those, mm-hmm. I have used the song twice and I've adapted it to fit with boomwhackers and handbells. Perfect. And I, Instagram is a great resource and it's not so formal that you look at it and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's just listen to it and see what works for you. So exactly. Oh, that was exactly. my little two cents at the end because mm-hmm. I'm always seeing something. Yeah. Well, like, just like, <laughs> yeah. New people that just you connect with and you're like, Oh, well, you're an author. What the, you yeah. know, <laughs> I didn't even know you were. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, all right, you guys. Cart tour finally uploaded at Instagram TV. Oh, good. I've been trying to get this thing on IGTV all day, um, but I'm going to share it on both of my, like both my personal and the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just got like what I'm put on my cart. Now, whether any of that's actually going to still be on the cart next week after I use right. it, but just if people wanted yeah. to know what I was putting on my cart. And after this video, oh, sorry. I'll share, I'll just upload it to, as a YouTube link and share it in the Facebook group too. Perfect. I was going to say, and I will, um, because the PDF thing I was telling you guys about, it's free and it's super easy. You literally upload a video. I mean, not a video, sorry, a PDF. And then you can just literally insert text boxes where the kids can type it in and then, or you can even insert a drop down menu. It's like, yeah. And now I can't find it. So that happens, you know, you'll Google something one time and then the next time it'll show up on like page 10 and you're like, why are you? if you just show up on a different computer that happens to me all the time. Well, you guys have an amazing rest of your week. Um, Thursday is like, okay, Thursday's like pre Friday and then Friday's Friday and then it's the weekend. So, you know, <laughs> hang in there, you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye.